Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the sandbox changes announced coming to Shadowkeep. Bungie did one of their blogs. I'm going to go through and talk about some of the things that are happening. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Uh, there's a link below in the description. Click on that link. Come hang out with us. Usually these hit the feeds when I'm live. If not, follow the channel. Hit like and subscribe on YouTube. All those things help me out, and I appreciate those of you that do that. So, I want to walk through. I'm not going to get into the deep, like, teeny tiny details. They're making changes to some weapons and stuff with like crit bonuses and 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 body shots and stuff like that and there's like damage numbers i'm not going to get into that level of detail here but i'm going to give you a flyover of what's happening what weapons are getting buffed in pve there's some perk changes as well i am going to give you that information so you're going to get the bulk of the information here then i'm going to talk about what's the point why are they doing all this they're making adjustments they're doing things that some people aren't really understanding just yet i'm going to try and give you some context as to what's probably going on and then lastly I want to talk about glaring omissions. There still seem to be certain things just completely not addressed right now that we were hoping to see addressed in Shadowkeep, and that's what we're going to end with and talk about. So at, at the at the beginning of this, this is the one thing that's causing some confusion, and I'm going to kind of try to walk you through what's happening so you don't think people are going on Reddit and be like, we're getting nerfed, and they're just trying to disguise it. Hold on to your hats, because that's not necessarily true. First and foremost, they said combatants, minor enemies, rank and file enemies like red bars, no longer take more precision damage than other enemies. So if you shoot an orange bar in the head and then their body, you can see a difference in the multiplier. If you shoot a red bar in the body and the head, it's a bigger multiplier of the damage, and they're actually going to standardize that. So enemies previously took twice as much damage to their precision hit locations than enemies of higher rank. So red bars were taking way more damage on a crit. Um, It says you will still deal precision damage, but this will now entirely be dependent on the weapon uh, as it is for higher ranked enemies. So it's going to be a more standardized multiplier. Also, this is a great change. This is a good change. Weapon mods are now going to be treated as reusable unlocks instead of consumables. Any mods you have in your inventory will be converted to unlocks. So... I guess we should try and get as many mods in our inventory as possible for guns. Um, then that's just a permanent unlock. So, that crit multiplier is confusing people. Here's something you need to consider, alright? I'm not going to walk through every single gun and every single thing that they're doing, okay? I'm not going to walk through all the specific numbers, alright? I'm not going to do that. But I am going to list you the guns that are getting buffed in PvE against minor enemies. So you're losing that crit multiplier. It's not going to be as strong. It'll be there. But you're getting roughly on most of these. It was like a 25-30% to 30% damage buff on auto rifles, bows, hand cannons, machine guns, pulse rifles, scout rifles, sidearms, snipers, and submachine guns. All of those weapons will be doing more damage to these low-level enemies as a base. Okay? So the base damage is going up, so the multiplier is going to apply to that. So it's probably going to be a very similar experience to what you're having now when you shoot red bar enemies like Acolytes, Thrall, Dregs, Vandals, all those things. I don't think the standard time to kill that you're accustomed to with your really good hand cannon, pulse rifle, or whatever is going to significantly go down and it's going to feel really, really weird. What I think they're doing is, is they're trying to create a standard here that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. The other thing they're adjusting are some perks. Subsistence will reduce the impact of this perk on total reserves. Ricochet rounds is removing the hidden bonus to damage fall off. Swashbuckler, this perk now activates when getting a kill with ball lightning. Grave Robber, uh, this perk now activates when getting a kill with ranged melee ability, so Grave Robber will proc on like like knives and stuff. One Two Punch is having its effectiveness reduced of stacking it with cross counter, uh, so you're not going to be able to like defeat Riven in a couple of punches like people were doing. So One Two Punch is getting kind of nerfed, but we kind of knew that was coming. It was a little bit broken. So, some perks are getting adjusted. Now, interestingly enough, Rampage wasn't mentioned there. We kind of thought Rampage and Kill Clip might be getting a nerf, just so that other perks could be given a chance to shine. Those perks are seemingly going unaddressed nobody's touching them okay so again they're lowering the crit multiplier on minor enemies but then raising the base damage against those minor enemies on all those weapons that i listed keep that in mind when you're reading all these reddit posts with you know funky math in them what's the point is the next section why are they doing this I believe they are establishing a more standard damage output because they're introducing a lot of difficulty spectrum. We saw on the Shadowkeep roadmap, we know that there is uh, Adept, Hero, and Legend, and then we saw a new difficulty listed, Master. There's a Master Nightmare Hunt listed on the roadmap. 
more than likely they're trying to create a standard damage output so that scaling and delta and all these things they're probably going to do in these in, in these engagements is more readily and easily implemented uh and this is why they're doing it they want a more standard damage output across weapons crits and enemy types so that it doesn't feel so strange because a lot of times you go into really like crazy delta content and the trash mobs aren't a problem but majors are ridiculous or things like that there's sometimes really really different and random things that happen they're trying to create a, a standard damage floor so the things are more in harmony. Also consider they're probably seeing 10 yards down further than we are. They're seeing those those difficulty spectrums, how those are landing, how damage output and damage reception on the enemies is changing. They're also probably looking at the influence of Armor 2.0 over our efficiency in these encounters and in these environments. And again, th- this is a theme. In my video where I talked about why the nerfs, why are they reining certain things in like Luna Factions and Rally Barricade and all these other things? Why are they reining them in? They're trying to create you know, a floor. Why are we getting less super energy from orbs and kills and assists? If they have a floor that can be built on with armor 2.0 or modifiers or delta scaling, that floor needs to be more even. And I think some of these multipliers on these crits and things were probably never built for the scaling and things that they've tried to do. Maybe that's why some of the deltas were so overly punishing because they were trying to compensate for your ability to get such a high crit multiplier on red bars or something. I don't know. Again, that's my theory on what they're doing the other thing they're doing and I didn't get into specifics here but they're reining in the range on some weapons they're, they're pushing a little bit more of a damage drop off uh, I believe on pulses and hand cannons and they said they wanted to give breathing room to scouts I don't know how much breathing room scouts are going to get because a lot of the contents you're not that far away from the ads anyway and it's easy to move forward uh, it wasn't hard for me in the Axis fight. Whenever I had a palindrome, explosive round palindrome, it could one-shot the exploder shanks if I moved forward a little bit. Now, it exposed me a little bit more, and I was I was taking a little bit more damage when I did that, but it wasn't that difficult to adjust. Once I got my Elmago loop, the extra range uh, and, the, and the lower range damage drop-off, I could one-shot those exploder shanks from further back, and it helped. It wasn't a huge deal, but you can get the point. Like, they're trying to get breathing room to scouts. I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have. Scouts are getting a buff. But so is everything else. I mean, SMG's getting above the PVE miners. I mean, you're still going to see people using recluse to just shred through crowds. I think it even said the SMGs are getting a buff to majors and miners, which is insane to me. The focus seems to be weapon variety in PVE, which kind of makes me curious about what they're doing to SMGs, but, I mean, that'll remain to be seen. We're also considering that since they're standardizing the crit multiplier on red bars, maybe people could use things like auto rifles and feel like they're still viable because hand cannons were getting such an over-realized, you know, crit multiplier because of how they hit it might make the difference between an auto rifle and a hand cannon a little less noticeable and then you could use your auto rifle and feel pretty good uh, because it's getting you know those are getting buffed as well now I want to end by talking about glaring omissions I'm really not sure what's going on with some of these omissions I don't have a lot of confidence that we're going to be getting uh, patch notes about these because I feel like you would have talked about these but in general there's a bunch of power weapons that are missing uh, with respect to now, maybe they were just addressing the, the minor the minor ads. We're lowering the, you know the minor ad crit bonus, and this all these weapons are going to get a buff to minor ads. So maybe there is patch notes coming and an update coming later. But we didn't hear about rockets, linear fusions, machine guns. About the, they don't do almost they're they're terrible damage. You know, in boss fight environments, grenade launchers are still going to be god tier, especially if you have field prep. We were doing some tests today. Field prep grenade launchers with spike nades are probably going to still be you know pretty meta because they can empty all of their ammo stores before they're going to lose the weapons of light buff um so it's like are they going to do another sandbox update or patch notes addressing rockets like they feel really weak machine gun damage against bosses what are linear fusions doing what are fusions doing in the game like what are you doing with those um these damage buffs to miners i feel like are only in the context of the crit multiplier change so are they doing any other changes to the sandbox the weapons also what about one-eyed mask what about the recluse what about the mountaintop are they doing anything with those weapons are those weapons still going to be very very strong and meta and in crucible is one-eyed master going to continue to be a frustration for people that play pvp i don't know i'm not asking for those weapons to be addressed or changed but them going unaddressed and not even mentioned makes me kind of curious if there's another twab or something coming later these sandbox changes seem also more focused on just base level combat just base level combat trash ads red bars they're not really focusing on pvp in this update they're not really focusing on 
the uh you know the end game the boss fights that you know the damage of heavies and things like that those things aren't really being mentioned they did mention a bunch of exotic changes and how those are going to play in pvp but that's pretty much it boss bakes pvp and heavy weapons just are being ignored in this update and i hope that's going to be addressed in a later update because those are things that are really really off kilter right now and another season or two seasons of doing the exact same metas in pvp and boss bakes i think it's going to be really really unfortunate given how many weapons that we're hoping get added you know things to chase etc future twabs about he said there's future twabs coming about a variety of topics but then he said access to the black armory and bug fixes more than likely they're going to standardize access to the black armory forges and not make you go through all those st- steps anymore because of new light players and then bug fixes it doesn't seem like they have any twabs met you know planned for really addressing these things i just outlined hopefully i'm wrong about that as always we're going to transition now to q a uh, and if you're watching this on itunes uh if you're watching this on youtube or listening on google play and all those other places please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the sandbox changes outlined by Bungie in the recent TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. The link is below in the description if you want to come join us. I'm going to jump right into the questions. I'm going to try to go a little bit faster these days because I am splitting my live streams with Borderlands and I want to give myself time for that. Ad guy, Lono, do you think this means there will no longer be a major reclu- uh, a major recluse nerf? It's getting a damage buff, but also a slight nerf to ricochet uh, rounds. Nothing specifically mentioned, unless they're waiting. Uh, apparently, Dylan responded to Giggs's tweet. Giggs was asking about ricochet rounds, and he said, "See you next week." So there's apparently going to be another TWA that's going to address some of this stuff. Given that they're doing some buffs to the way the recluse interacts with miners and majors, I think they're going to have to do something to the weapon. I, not not the recluse. I'm sorry. They said they're going to do minor and major buffs to SMGs. That's going to land on the recluse and make it absurd in PVE. I, th- there's I, I have a I have a really hard time believing they they don't have something planned for recluse that they. Just just haven't outlined yet that just seems absurd to buff it i mean what was the exact phrasing in the notes like it says here let me see if i can find it uh submachine guns pve damage increased by 22.5 percent against minor or major combatants that's absurd that is absolutely absurd to give that to the recluse it already shreds in pve content I can't, I, they're going to do that to SMGs, and then they're more than likely going to tone down Recluse. They, I, I don't know. I find it very, very hard to believe they're not going to be doing that. There's got to be something else coming. My hope is that this specific TWAB was about damage to miners and majors since they were making an adjustment to the crit multiplier on miners. And they're like, don't worry, we're doing this, but here's how we're balancing it on all these weapon archetypes with miners and majors. And then we're going to get another TWAB that's going to say things hopefully about rocket launchers getting a buff, machine guns need a buff against bosses, what are we doing with linear fusions, what are you doing with fusions, like there were so many omissions, I think the context of this TWAB was just, we're messing with this multiplier against minor ads, don't worry though, we're buffing in other ways to make up for it. Leroy, is fast Nova Bomb going to be better than slow damage wise? I don't know, they're buffing it, we don't have the numbers yet. Uh, Jpren 150. Do you think Titans will have more crucial role in endgame PVE with the changes being made? Weapons of Light, yes, is going to become is going to become meta because it's a stronger buff than 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 uh, it's a stronger buff than the the Dawn. The, I can't talk than than the than the Warlock's Well of Radiance. I can't talk. It's going to be a stronger weapons buff than the Well of Radiance. I kept wanting to say Ward of Dawn. I was like, what the frick. Uh, and then there's Hammer of Dawn and Gears. Like, my brain has too many video games in it. Um, well of Radiance is only going to be 25%. This is going to be 35%. That 10% makes up a big difference. I know we had a big powwow the other day about somebody saying that 10% is not really a big deal. It is a big deal when you apply it to six people and each individual damage proc. Every time a grenade hits, every time a rocket hits, every time damage is done to the boss, that's an extra 10% across six people and all their ammo on top of other debuffs and buffs and things going on. So, I would say that well of radiance combined with bubble is probably going to be meta and it's a 15 second buff 15 second buff to weapons of light we did a test today grenade launchers with field prep can shoot every single grenade in about 14 to 15 seconds which means you're going to be able to step out crouch and just empty your grenade launchers still field prep is absurdly fast and 
I don't. I think with field prep, you're not even going to want to refresh weapons. You're just going to want to stay crouched and empty your grenade launcher. If they're giving us, you know, damage phases that last that long, they may be moving away from damage phases like that. Krios Rising. Lona, I know you've made suggestions on what they should do to linear fusions and swords, but do you think Bungie needs to address the power weapons more than they did in the TWAB? Yep. Rockets need addressed. Uh and even machine guns need addressed I think machine guns are way too weak against bosses now I know people push back and they're like no that's how it should be they get to wear too many hats I think machine guns if you dump every single round of the machine gun into the boss your net damage should be a lot higher than it is right now it's just it's I don't know I feel like they just they absolutely obliterated it was wasn't it like a 21% nerf I mean that's pretty significant to chop down machine guns that much um as strong as grenade launchers are, here's my argument. As strong as grenade launchers are, if you're going to leave them alone, then that's a justification for rockets and machine guns to get some love. It doesn't make sense to let us have that much damage out of a grenade launcher. The Godly Beard. Do you think some of the buffs will shift the PvE meta at all? Right now, we don't know because these buffs were only about damage to miners. The base damage to a miner trash ad is being buffed because they're taking away some of your crit multiplier. It's not going to be quite as strong. I, again, think they're doing this because of scalability of endgame hard difficult content. They're wanting a more standard damage application of this is what a crit multiplier does, this is what body shot damage does, and because they're hurting your primary guns a little bit with respect to crit damage, they're raising the base damage. So the base damage goes up, and then that crit multiplier is landing on that base damage. So it's not going to change the flow of your garden variety red bar ad fights that you're having. But what they're doing is is they're probably giving themselves scalability when they go up to harder difficulties with deltas, as well as other influences like buffs and debuffs. Parasito. Considering the damage output leveling, should super recharge be influenced by damage output utility? So a golden gun might take longer to charge than tickle fingers, or might all supers be leveled off with all metrics? This would be unbelievably confusing that if you're on a certain super, you're going to get you know super recharge is influenced by that i don't agree with this no that would be really confusing and i mean i could see where you're coming from oh well tickle fingers is really weak you should get it more often there's a huge danger there with finishing moves and other things that they're doing you could basically then put on a super that recharges really really fast and use that to get your finishing move fed more super energy and then you have that more super energy and you can create more heavy bricks creating imbalance do you see what I'm saying I mean just off the top of my head there's already a pretty big problem with your suggestion and that's maybe maybe that didn't exist until shadow keep with finishing moves but that's just one thing that you can't really do you can't suddenly start saying oh man here's all these things that you can do now um, a reddit post made a good point primaries can't one shot uh, miners then you won't be able to use finishers I didn't even consider that GDZ. I wish I would have included that in my talk. That's a really good point. They're wanting to leave maybe more ads in the harder difficulty, especially not like public events and stuff. I think public events and strikes, you're still going to be one shot in trash ads and thralls and stuff. But whenever they go into harder difficulty, like a nightmare hunt at legend difficulty, maybe you're really going to want to say, no, I, I, I need to use finishing moves on trash ads, so I need them to basically, one headshot takes them down to like 10%, and I can crack off another shot, or do a finishing move. That's a really good point. They're trying to keep that hopper and funnel full of ads that are finishable. That's really good input. Frick, I wish I would have put that in my video. Globes says, I hope Shadowkeep storyline is better than Forsaken's. It didn't feel good uh, with the adventures. I would prefer... No, I'm not even reading it. That's not a question. I'm skipping. That's Don't please stop doing that. Um, Frey Frey, why did Bungie buff scouts? Can we get... Who's that? Who was that person named? Globes, come on, man. That, that's not a question. That's you just complaining about something. Uh, why did Bungie buff scouts by decreasing other weapon ranges? They did that in D1-2. Uh, a damage buff to body shots to make the guns more forgiving uh, or a greater crit multiplier inbuilt flinch reduction increased flinch I don't dude I don't know again like you're asking me a question I don't have an answer to and then just again complaining like the last guy please submit questions guys this is not a chance for you to gripe and complain about stuff and then ask me to be Bungie I don't know Bungie's thought process on this stuff 
I theorize sometimes, but like, I don't know why they chose to do what they did with scouts damage drop off on pulses and hand cannons to give more breathing room to scouts. That was their logic. So you're asking me what their logic is and I already, it's in the TWAB and I, I, I read it. So I, that's about all we, you know, all I can say. Nova hands. Hey Lono, have you seen anything in the patch notes? Uh, that leads you to believe that six outbreak primes won't still be viable as a boss melt strat. I mean, that's... I I don't know if a lot of people are going to do that, though. Because if you're going into content and you're going in with six outbreak uh, perfecteds, outbreak primes or whatever, you're, you're, you're not using other exotics in order to do that. You're not using other exotics. So, I would say that that may be still viable for boss damage, but you're trading an awful lot of freedom to do that. And there's probably plenty of other very viable boss melts. So if you still want to do that, you probably can. But again, you're restricting all six loadouts, all six. If you, maybe tractor cannon's still pretty good. I know it's a standardized debuff, but maybe tractor cannon's still pretty good. There's other, there's other exotics. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's 1k voices in some places is really nice. We did that the other day in reckoning. Um, there's, uh, I'm trying to think of other exotics. I mean, honestly, an, an an exotic build that I could see people using is Phoenix Protocol with the Bad Juju. Phoenix Protocol with Bad Juju, I 100% could see people running because if field prep on grenade launchers removes the need for people to run Luna Factions, you could see people starting to run the Phoenix Protocol with a a bad juju to ensure they always have that well. Because if damage phases are coming quicker and are shorter, you might want to have your Well of Radiance replenishing a lot quicker than you're accustomed to so builds might have to adapt to that sort of an end game uh, Leroy says what do you think if uh, Bungie having real classes like support tank and magic do you think that will be the next thing I don't know if they're ever going to go that far down the, the road they're leaning into MMO action RPG themes but I don't think they're going to go all the way down the road of saying if you build into this attunement, it is called support or magic or healing or tank. I think that's starting to kind of come to fruition. You're starting to see there are builds that are built for DPS, like a um, Celestial Nighthawk. That's clearly a DPS build. You're, you're not running a support build. You're not running Orpheus Rig's Tether. So that already kind of exists in a soft way. If that gets more pronounced with Armor 2.0, I don't know if we're going to go further than that to very well-defined, this is a blank role. I don't know if we're going to go that far down the road. I have doubts that they would go that far because it just would feel like maybe an over maybe an overcooked meal. Like We don't need to do that much with the game with respect to depth and breath and also you got to consider something that could sound great but could restrict freedom because if you really put me in a lane of nope that's a dps class and then all these other things i'm investing in stop mattering because it's like well i was doing these things because it kind of supported the team but now they've done this with with support or tank classes it's really narrow um and that may might that might end up feeling it's counterintuitive but that might feel like more restrictive Rindar with the next question I've only started playing Destiny 2 and I have everything except for Forsaken should I buy it or just wait for Shadow uh, Shadowlands um, Shadowkeep I can't seem to buy it for PC no you can't buy it for PC until October the 1st it'll be in Steam it'll be in Steam for $25 and it'll include the year 2 annual pass that comes with like Black Armory Drifter and Opulence 25 bucks gets you year 2 year 1 is free year 2 is $25 year 3 is 60 bucks it scales up just like that it's actually a really nice scale if you think about it the ultimate edition of shadow keep that comes with everything all seasons the whole the whole next year 3 is $60 Last year, everything from last year is $25, and then everything from year one is free. It's I think it's a really good scale, but you can't buy uh, Forsaken until October the 1st in Steam. Chaotic Darkness. I was extremely happy to see nerfs to Recluse and Mountaintop. Oh, to see no nerfs. Uh, recluse and mountaintop but we all know the recluse is a monster in pve and the buff to subs is going to make it even better what can they do to make yeah i think there's another twab incoming i i highly doubt they're buffing the base damage of subbies 
to minors and majors and they're just gonna like leave recluse alone i just have severe doubts that that's gonna happen that's i think there's another twab coming with with nerfs to those and i think one-eyed mask is gonna get addressed as well and i'm hoping rockets get a buff as well as machine guns uh leet potato aim do you like the changes to weapons outlined it sounds good to me. It sounds like base damage is going to be, you know, solid, and it sounds like might give room to auto rifles. It also sounds like it might free up Bungie that if they want to make content harder, they might not have to be as punishing with the Delta because maybe they were overreacting. Maybe they were like, we've really got to raise the Delta on enemies' health and damage output because the crit multiplier on red bars is so high. Maybe they can tone down how influ- like how harsh the Delta is in, in, in challenging content because they've, they've toned down how strong we are in our crit multipliers against red bars. Red bars are everywhere. So they might have thought, man, we, you've really got to crank that Delta knob up and maybe now they won't have to. J-Fan, J-L-Fan, where do you think the Destiny series is heading? I mean, that's way too broad. Sunbro, do you think that it's likely that the addition, in addition to hand cannon, pulse rifle, range nerfs, Shadowkeep and counter design will favor long range weapons like scouts to make them feel valuable? It depends on when they started working on Shadowkeep stuff. Um, from what we've seen, it seems like it'll be a mixture of both. We've seen a lot of footage and seen a lot of screenshots. Stuff seems like it's relatively close, but also very big, like big open areas. Um, I would think they might really try to create a King's Fall feel to the new raid so that then, as you're saying, scouts could have a play a playground. Listen, right now, I want you to just imagine all of Destiny and then they suddenly, imagine they drop this stuff in right now. Suddenly there's a range drop off on pulses and hand cannons that make them a little less viable at long range and maybe you feel like maybe maybe I'll use a scout. Most content that scout's still going to be pretty frustrating to use cuz 70 to 80% of your engagements are pretty close up and pretty agile. Also, they're buffing bows and bows might be a better option than scout cuz they're more agile. Um so Cruxley According to the new roadmap, most of the content we know about is spread out across October, December. Well, actually, I didn't see anything in December. It, it ended in November on the 19th, I believe. Uh, while great for extending the gameplay and the grind, do you think this will impact what's available to play at launch? Of course it'll impact what's available to play at launch, but it seemed to me that a lot of the trickle was difficulty. You don't need a master nightmare hunt day one. You're not strong enough to do it. You don't need a raid challenge day one. You wouldn't be strong enough to engage with it. Um, or worry about it. Uh, whatever they're doing with the Vex Offensive at the very end, or the the Festival of the Lost, none of these things need to hit day one. It's, it's totally fine. They've been doing it like this for a while. Rones. Lono, does this mean that we just need at least one of each mod for the unlock? Is it safe to dismantle any excess? Yes, because he basically... S- uh, yeah, maybe we should wait for some clarification on this, but I would read it as you've read it. I would read it as, as long as I have one in my inventory, one mod, it'll register as an unlock so you can dismantle excess. Chevy's saying yes. I tend to think that's that's completely legitimate logic. Maybe we should wait for like a double down confirmation from Dylan on that. But I don't see why you would need multiple unlocks. That doesn't make any sense. The Flesh Weasel. Hey man, do you think pinnacle weapons like the Redricks should go into the loot pool for random rolls after unlocking them? No, because the Redricks is really literally built to function as it's functioning. Like you, you're, you're, gra- you're grading against the way a pinnacle is built. The the, um, the breakneck and the Wendigo and the Hush and all these. They're literally built. Everything's kind of it's 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 all a system that's connected to itself. The base stats, the, the the perks, all of it. You you can't you can't start getting random roll loaded questions and stuff. Uh, now I do think things like Desperado could start to to drop into the 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 perk pool of pulses, but you know that's another that's another discussion. Uh, Jirai Sama says the issue I have with this is that Bungie is publicizing these as buffs. And there isn't any substantial buff to the crit damage. It's just balancing them after the nerfs. This is coming after them saying scout rifles will be buffed. Feels a little bad. Thoughts? I think you're overreaching a little bit here. They're not publicizing it as buffs. 
read it in its context, okay? Read it in its context. They open up by saying, combatants, general, and they say, we're lowering your crit bonus to minors, okay? Then, weapon changes, general. It doesn't say buffs, it says weapon changes, general. Weapon mods are now treated as un- like unlocks, not a consumable. And then it goes right into PvE damage increased 30% to 25%. Uh, on combatant rank so auto rifles are just getting a, a blanketed buff and then bows are getting it against minors and majors different percentages they're not like they, I, I disagree I think you're overreaching I don't think they painted this as like we're buffing everything it's like we're making a change to combatants and how you do damage to minors with a crit and here's a bunch of changes to the weapons in this context so I, I, I don't agree with this conclusion I pooted with all the buffs to SMGs Will that leave room for auto rifles? I'm thinking Recluse versus Breakneck as an example. Again, I don't think they're done talking to us about Recluse. Um, SMGs are also going to, you know, they're not going to get that ricochet round help that they were getting. Um, So I think auto rifles will intrinsically have better range and better efficiency than than an SMG. So these buffs could really, really get them off the ground. Morris, with scouts being buffed, do you think Mida is poised for a return to the meta, or do you believe that legendaries like Night's Watch will hold uh, space, will hold pace and be sufficient to run while running a different exotic? It just really depends on the maps. Like, they can do this to hand cannons and pulses. They can rein them in with respect to a damage drop-off. But if 9 out of 10 maps, you're able to still get close enough a lot of the time to, to maintain damage pace with the pulse and a hand cannon, it isn't going to matter. It's only going to matter on certain maps. And even still on those maps, once you know somebody's watching a lane with a Mita and you can't win with your pulse or your hand cannon, you're probably just going to un- avoid that lane. Um, what's the one that they, that they added back. That's like, it was terrible on rift. It's got the waterfall and like the heavies behind waterfall and you can go out on the outer ledge and, and get heavy as well. And then there's like the center area. You can duke it out. Um, what's that map? Is that map called somebody in chat saying convergence? Um, no, it's Pantheon. Yeah, it's Pantheon. That's right. That back lane on Pantheon. Okay. The back lane on Pantheon next to the waterfall if somebody back there is just giving you the business with Mida or some scout, you're just going to avoid that lane and you're going to push through center. And center has plenty of coverage for you to close gaps, get closer with hand cannon, and probably then win. So, and again, that's what good map design comes down to, is that a, a scout's a god tier on that lane, but when you leave that lane, then you can leverage, you know, get closer. Oh, it's now called Convergence. It was originally called Pantheon. Okay. Um... Those lanes have other entrances? That's not true. That back long lane is still a long sightline lane that doesn't think there's no other way to approach that person. You gotta go through center. But that's what I'm saying is that you can go through center to leverage closer closer engagements. The center has the big cube, it's got walls, it's got pillars. You go through that center area. Like that back lane is just one long sightline. Um they added a tunnel on that lane. Well, okay, in any case, you're, you're, you're splitting hairs with me here that don't freaking matter. The point is, is that if someone's owning a lane, ignore the map. Ignore the map. I'm done talking to you about the map. I get so tired of splitting hairs on stuff like this because it doesn't matter to the point that I was making. If someone's owning a lane on a map with a scout and you have a flank option, hand cannons aren't going to suddenly be, like, retired from people's inventories. That's the point that I was making. Ochi11971. Do you think that the adjustment to crits and raising of base damage will put energy primaries on better footing against kinetics? I don't know because crit kinetics are still going to get a better crit multiplier, aren't they? I don't know the actual crit multiplier on a kinetic. I don't know what it is. Oh. Thanks, Mama. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the difference between a crit multiplier on a kinetic versus an energy. Uh, I don't know what it is. So. Melmzy. Do you want to nerf? Do you want to nerf to recluse? If so, how much would you make it uh, worth grinding, but not OP? I mean, here's the thing. I I just don't. I don't want to nerf recluse. But looking at the base, the base buff they're giving to it, to both majors and minors, to SMGs, that's a base. Ner- that's a base buff to SMGs to majors and minors. 
I don't know. Like, you got to do something to Recluse. That's going to... I feel like... I, I don't have it in my hands right now with the buff. Um, I feel like it's going to be ridiculously strong. Recluse needs a bigger buff. I think you put the wrong word there. Um, they're adding a base damage buff to both minors and majors to a gun that already shreds. Just shreds majors and minors. So, I... I don't know. I it, it, it potentially is going to be even worse with the changes they've made. I don't I, I, can't, I don't have it in my hands, so I can't speak too definitively. I'm speculating. Um, but isn't there a damage drop-off change too? It may balance it out. Most people that are using recluse in PVE and shredding are not shooting from miles away. They're pretty much they're 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 pushing the issue and getting close. Uh, Dante Norris. The fact that recluse isn't being touched technically concerns me. It's hard to say. Um, a gun isn't objectively the best gun in the game, giving how effective it is. Like, okay, my question is, how do you feel about one gun being so good? It basically removes all other gun variety. Yeah, we just kind of talked about that. I, yeah, it's it's extreme. It might even be more extreme with the current the, the changes they're talking about. Uh, our arson at dawn. Are you excited about reusable weapon mods? What are your thoughts? I think it's great. I think reusable mods is a good choice for weapons. At least weapons are getting something from the Armor 2.0 upgrade. It'd have been real weird, and Paul Tassi said that, I think, on the Rageous Roundtable. It'd been really weird to be, like, unslotting and slotting mods on armor, but then consuming them on guns. So at least there is some harmony there between guns and armor in that regard. Uh, Silk in the Wind. Lots of talk about the possibility of D3 landing in 2021. Do you see them pushing it out long enough that they don't have to release it on console generation at all? I'd hate to see it uh, have any limitations due to having support the old consoles. Yeah, I mean, I hear where you're coming from. If new consoles launch next year, I don't think one year is enough. If they landed Destiny 3 in 2022, you could argue the go- the consoles have literally been out for two entire years this is not landing on the old consoles you could do that i don't know if one year is enough um d3 landing only on new consoles would probably have to be on on 2022 yeah, especially with the Xbox One X and the Pro cuz a lot of people started to buy like the higher end console versions that might make it seem a little bit like dad gum. You already you're already leaving these behind. I just bought this one. So, PC only. Yeah, that'd be great. Go to the smallest portion of the Destiny community only. <laughs> really Cave says, "How should I get ready for Shadow Keep to generic? Save resources and bounties, I I would say. Shadow Hunter. Well, uh, with the stream the other day, do you anticipate Xbox exclusives in the future? No. They literally said in in very very strong terms that there were no more console exclusives. Uh, beginning with Shadow Keep, they're not going to erode that uh, like almost as soon as they get it off the ground. Marduk, it may not relate directly to the topic. Do we know if Menagerie remains relevant with the Shadow Keep release? They haven't said how it's going to function because Luke Smith talked about limiting power rewards or less powerful sources. We have no idea what they're going to do with it because. Menagerie is going to be a great grind for leveling if they leave it as it is right now as a powerful source because you get to pick what you get. Anticipate the good. What would you change if you were the lead developer of Destiny? Again, you guys are at these broad questions. I'm just not diving into. That's not purpose of of the purpose of Q and A is not for every question to turn into a mini video. Like, what would you change if you were the lead director? What would you what what what's what's your most favorite thing that's coming in Shadowkeep? Well, that's that's a little bit easier, but like, those are too broad. Those are too broad. Uh, Ruguru Boogaloo. Do you think grenade launchers ultimately break the power weapon pool and Destiny would be better off without them? I find it hard to figure out a balance between them, rocket launchers, and machine guns. It's it's actually real simple. It's not that complicated, okay? When you look at an auto rifle and a hand cannon, what's the difference between them? Rate of fire and magazine size. When you look at a grenade launcher and a rocket launcher, what's the difference between them? Rate of fire and magazine size. So... You find a happy medium. My rocket should hit like a rocket. It should be like I launched a NASA rocket at you. I've only got five of these suckers, and it should really count. It's not it is not that difficult. Weapons exist on a spectrum, whether it's a hand cannon, pulse scout, or auto rifle. They exist on a spectrum. Their rate of fire and their magazine size dictates how much damage each bullet outputs. Rockets and grenades can exist on the same dadgum spectrum. Like, five, 
five spike grenades out of a mag, okay, that's three mags, okay? That's three mags. So all three of those mags get emptied. Each of those mags is a, here's a damage total. A rocket can shoot five or six times. Let's just say six. Let's make it real easy math. So the rocket's basically got six mags, okay? Each of those rockets should be able to, after it's all said and done, do more damage than the grenade launcher. Why? It's going to take you way longer to do it. It's a lot harder to do because of velocity changes, travel time, reload time, all that. So the net ceiling of a rocket emptying all of its rockets should be higher than a grenade launcher. That makes logical sense to me. If I take a hand cannon and I go and I'm just super efficient with all hands, you know, all headshots, that's that damage ceiling is higher than an auto rifle's damage ceiling if you land all crits. Why? It's just it's easier to use the auto rifle. It's more forgiving. The pace of the shots like there's just I don't know. I rockets are in a really really weird place and Bungie sometimes and this is what can be pretty frustrating. I think sometimes they wait on a change that they know they should do and they don't do it on purpose because they're waiting to pull something out of their hat. And my concern is we've waited all this time for a rocket change that they fully know well they need to make and they won't make, but they wait because maybe this new rocket is getting added with all the void bombs and stuff and maybe it's coming with a rocket buff because they want it to be viable. So they, you know what I'm saying? So they wait that can be frustrating. Maybe they don't have time. Maybe they looked at it and just didn't have time to tweak them. Um, I find that hard to believe since they did make changes to rockets, but it just wasn't enough. They just robbed damage from from um, from clusters and put it on the rocket, the main rocket, which basically means you have to run clusters because you said, well, now all rockets are equal and clusters are really weak, but clusters is the only way to add damage and impact casing. I just, I don't know. It would have been it would have made way more sense to say if you have clusters you get one in the chamber because the rockets are bigger and the damage would still be there it'd be awesome. If you want rockets that are two in the chamber that do more impact damage to make up the difference between that and the clusters you can use rockets of a different archetype that you know or not even a different archetype it's just when it rolls cluster one in the chamber. Why? Because cluster damage was really, really nice. And then across the board, you take all direct impact from rockets up to make rockets more viable than they were back then because they weren't good then and they aren't that great now. You take all that up, and then if you don't have cluster, you have two in the chamber to increase DPS. Like, those are a handful of things they could have done to rockets that they just were like, oh, we're just going to take damage from clusters and put it into the, the main rocket. So they basically murder clusters and, oh, we, but we buffed rockets. But did you, though? I don't think you did. Like, my cluster rocket launcher is not any different than it really was before. It's barely, it's marginally different. Chaotic Darkness. With the buff to scouts and damage to stuff changing, do you think Jade Rabbit will be godly? I have no idea. There, there, I just don't think there's enough content. I still don't think there's enough content in Destiny 2 for scouts to shine. Too much of the content, whether you're running Menagerie, a Nightfall, or most of the raids... Other than Scourge, there's just not a lot of places to pull a scout out. Uh, Frey Frey, how would you buff scouts? I'm going to do a whole video on making variable scouts, and I think each individual scout needs its own identity um, to make them worthwhile. I think precision scouts should exist that can get maybe different benefits in the game. So a precision scout would be able to see crit spots on an enemy that nobody else can see. If you shoot them in the shoulder, that's a crit spot that shows that slows down their attacks or stuns them. If you shoot them in the knees, it slows down their approach. If you shoot them in the head, you would get a double multiplier or something. I don't know. Like, but there, there needs to be all kind of things done to scouts. Like, there needs to be variable scouts that can shoot, like, an auto rifle up close or something, and you can change the range and turn it into an auto rifle. Like, I don't know. Scouts are never going to get footing because they created way too much of the base game content and the environments around double primary, and you can't change all those environments. Mr. Anderson, you think Bungie is making a good move when it comes to hand cannon recoil? If I understood it right, you'd be able to shoot fast. Some of your rounds will shoot into the air. Well, it's because you can shoot faster than the animation communicates to you, so they're, they're adjusting player feedback. Like, right now, it looks like the animation is done, and you can shoot before it's actually done. So the animation is going to be more in line with when the gun's truly back at rest. 
<coughs> Mobile Pros. What's your opinion on how Bungie has released info of the changes of Shadowkeep? I feel like they shouldn't give it to us in parts like that, but it doesn't give the full picture of the community. Um, uh, you know, full picture. Hang on a second. What's your opinion on Bungie has released? It shouldn't give us the parts that they have. It doesn't give us the full picture and the community gets mad about. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, Bungie likes. Um, I don't know. Bungie likes to piecemeal stuff and trickle out their relevancy. So this is just kind of what they do. I, I don't really have a strong opinion on that. And then they like to people get upset and then they get to respond to people being upset like it works in their favor. Lucky Jay. Uh, with Luke Smith calling out Blackout, do you think Blackout is on the permanent shopping block? Yeah, get rid of it. It sucks. We've been saying that for weeks. And I love the fact that something we said a week ago was echoed by Luke Smith. What did we say most recently when modifiers came up? What did we say? We said, get rid of Blackout. And we said, modifiers should make you adjust your gameplay. It should not diminish gameplay. Or, how did I say it? It should modify engagement, not hinder engagement. Modifiers up to this point have been hurting engagement. They've been hurting engagement. People are like, I'm not playing then. And they wait. They're like, I'll play tomorrow. And I think they looked at their internal data and they saw exactly what I was talking about. Modifiers should adjust your engagement. Oh, I'm going to change this in my loadout. I'm going to run this instead. I'm going to run this and blah, blah, blah. Next day. Oh, I'm going to change some things. Right? It should adjust. It should like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of change my loadout instead of being like, oh, frick that. I'm not going to play today. That's exactly what people were doing. That's what they did with Glass, and that's what they did with Blackout. So it's really good to see Luke echo that. I was like, yes, that's exactly what we've been saying for a really long time. Modifiers should be adjusting and, and adding variety and spice. It shouldn't be making you feel like, well, frick that. I don't want to play that. McCheshire. Hey, Lono. Uh, the TWAB contents seemed very much give the people what they want with the majority being buffs do you expect the official patch notes will outline more nerfs well i mean the buffs were on the heels of them saying your crit multiplier was going down so it's kind of like a eh, we're turning two knobs here we're turning this knob down but we're turning this knob up i don't think they were just like buffs 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 i think people saw the quantity of the buffs and thought oh my gosh they're buffing everything they had to because they're lowering the crit multiplier um leap potato aim Maybe the weapon mods not being consumed means we're going to elemental mods coming soon. Well, that'd be nice. Oh my gosh, we could have elemental primaries again. Oh, that'd be so good. Don't, don't. <laughs> what does he say in Infinity, uh, in Endgame? He's like, don't do that. She's like, what? Give me hope. Don't give me hope. Leave potato aim about elemental primaries truly coming back to the game. Click fire. Do you think the new way Bungie does roadmaps ruins potential surprises with exotic quests and dungeons? Um, they still have their outbreak perfected. They still have their, you know, um, whisper of the worm stuff they can do. Ashen Hollow. Won't this nerf to the crit multiplier to red bars make perks like Rampage more sought after? Or, or here's something we didn't consider. What if they start adding perks that specifically address crit damage as a way to make up this difference so we're not all chasing Rampage and they just sort of accidentally oops, Rampage isn't the god tier anymore, sorry about that you know there's a potential there that they can start adding perks that have to do with that um, something to do with body shot damage buffing crit damage and stuff like that there could be perks on the horizon that they could say how do we impact Rampage well what does Bungie like to do? They like to they like to take creative vacancy and then fill it. So if they create a vacancy where you feel like your crit damage is a little bit lower, you're going to seek things to buff that, which subsequently might make you say, well, Rampage isn't really the way to go anymore. All of my old God Roll guns that are all Outlaw Rampage, Outlaw Rampage, Feeding Frenzy Rampage, Feeding Frenzy Rampage, those are all not as good anymore. Oh, Outlaw Kill Clip, Drop Mag Kill Clip, Feeding Frenzy Kill Clip, you know, those aren't as good anymore. That gets into power creep issues? Not necessarily, because if you can just creep back to where we were before, is it really power creep? You know what I'm saying? 
JD Gamer. Hey Lono, do you think we will still see a nerf to Recluse? Yeah, we've already talked about that. I'm gonna start really breezing past the Recluse questions. We've talked about it enough. Eknor, do you think Bungie should give us two rockets in the mag, or at least after auto reload nerf? Yeah, two rockets in the mag is needed, and more impact damage from direct hits. Um, Obey Supreme, would you like to go back to the old vault and be able to pull out at least one item out of the vault? No, I don't want anything coming back from D1. I'm tired of it. They're going to bring back exotics because those are still in kind of in the game and in the lore, but I don't want to go back and pull anything from my year one, right? I mean, maybe my Shadow Price and my Imago Loop and maybe my Genesis Chain. And oh, frick, there's too much. No, we see what I'm saying? You can't do that. Cool guy. Cool guy SOB. Do you think we will see any real support class in Shadowkeep? It just really depends, because I think finishing moves, creating heavy ammo, could really, really lean people into saying, I'm going to build everything around support. I'm not really going to be focused on dips, damage, or mobs. You know, everything I'm doing is support. All my super energy that I get goes into finishing moves to create heavy, and then everything else in that loadout could potentially also be geared towards support. Um, Think about it like this. Imagine my Genji Jolly Rancher build. I'm, I'm feeding my melee as fast as I can, my intellect as fast as I can, and hands-on from my melee is also feeding my super. And every time I get 50% super, I'm doing a finishing move to create heavy bricks for everybody. Guess what? If my garden variety trash ad engagement is mostly is mostly knife trick, I could carry the Lumina with me, and every once in a while just make sure I'm loading up noble rounds and also firing noble rounds at people because my gun's not really my primary means of ad engagement, so now the Lumina has purpose for me as Genji Jolly Rancher build, because I'm like, I don't really need to lean on my primary, and I don't really need, really need to lean on my exotics because I have a really great spike nade grenade launcher, or I have you know, whatever you know, Lumina is a gimmick, right? But if you get into harder difficult con- harder difficulty uh, levels of content, where you know we've got, um, what is it, uh, hero, legend, and master difficulties, you may not think the Lumina is a gimmick. There could be instances where you're really wanting to buff people's health and stuff, and the guy running around not really using his gun would be the perfect candidate for that, because he would basically be able to just fill his Lumina with Noble Rounds and then just kind of leave the gun alone until it's needed and just run around with his knife trick. So, it might be less gimmicky with the new damage stacking. Right. Samurath. Did lightweight framed pulses really need a damage fall off? They already don't have the greatest range like Nightshade. Um... I'm not going to get into the minutia of the pulse rifle changes until we're on the field and use them. Our current armor mod is going to get the same treatment as weapon mods. That was already established, Drift Juice. They already established in the Armor 2.0 announcements and streams that mods are no longer consumable. They're slottable, and you got to find them and unlock them. And then they're just doing it to gun mods, too. It, 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 you're getting the chicken and the egg mixed up here. It happened first with armor. It was already announced, and they're just they're doing it with guns. Uh, Ness, I've really played a true... MMO with a true focus on these mechanics that Bungie is moving forward. Do you think we are going to see uh, the end of Enrage mechanics on raid bosses? I'm not following your logic here. I don't know why they would get rid of Enrage. Enrage has been in the game since the very, very first raid boss. I don't think there's any reason to read the tea leaves or the changes they're making now to say they're going to get rid of Enrage mechanics. So, you know. Now, that was a little bit of a faster Q&A. That's, that's 50 questions. We kind of flew through 50 questions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. If you're here live right now, hit the follow button. That's a free way to support me. If you're listening elsewhere, click the link below to come hang out. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.